Welcome to the Mystic Access Podcast, where the magic is in learning. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the October 19th episode of the Mystic Access Podcast. She's Kim. He's Chris. And we have some very exciting stuff to talk about. The first thing that we're going to talk about is our upcoming class on the 28th of October. And we're going to demonstrate Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and listening to podcasts with the Amazon Echo. Now, you might say, why do we care about Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts? Well, first of all, they're free. And as we discovered while playing with this listening to podcasts class that we are currently running, they're actually very cool. I haven't used Apple Podcasts in forever, so I never realized how neat and accessible that was. And the same with actually Google Podcasts. The nice thing about Google Podcasts, though, is that it's cross-platform. So you can install it on your iOS device or your Android device, and you can play the episodes and subscribe and everything cross-platform. Or you can go to podcasts.google.com. Right, you could do it that way. One thing that is dissatisfying to me that I found out, I use another third-party app. I use a couple of third-party apps, one for Android and one for iOS, that I have about 93-some-odd podcasts (laughs) in them. And I haven't been able to figure out a way to get the OPML into either Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts for that matter, which it might be a good thing to go in and trim out some of those podcasts that I have sitting there that, you know, you kind of have them and go back to them eventually, but that's okay. We just think that it's a neat thing to discuss and show people. Yeah, we're going to show you some of this for free. If you would like more information, we will eventually be taking our currently running class. You can't join it anymore live. Those days are done. The registration is closed. But if you want to check out more of the podcasters we cover in that class and learn more about how podcasts work in terms of vocabulary and ways you can listen, then it will eventually be available as a product. You can stay tuned. By the end of the year, certainly it will be available So you can stay tuned for that. But speaking of podcasts, by the time you get this podcast, we will be very close to starting our podcast creation class. So if you're interested in that, you still have time to join if you're listening on the Tuesday that the podcast comes out or the day after. We encourage you to go check out the site, see if registration is still open for our Creating a Podcast You'll Love course. We would love to have you in that if that is something that interests you. We're going to talk all about it. So it's going to be a really fun thing. And I think it's, what, six weeks? I don't remember. I almost want to say it's six weeks. I'm pretty sure. It's on the page. It's on the page. You guys can look and find out for sure. But I'm pretty sure it's six weeks of live content. So it's going to be a lot of fun. If you are a member of our newsletters, a couple days ago you had received a letter about the Blind Shell Classic and the classic too. Yes. One thing that we decided to do was not sell the classic nor sell the classic two. And we did this for a very important reason, and that was that I am 
working with the company. I don't like to say I'm working for them. I like to say I'm working with them. And he is. He's a very strong team player with this company at this moment in time. What we're going to do is I am the U.S. representative for the Blind Shell. So I'll be interfacing with Blind Shell and dealers and stuff like that. So we decided to pull ourselves out as a dealer. It didn't make sense for us to continue to sell the phones. Now, having said that, Blind Shell is offering a trade-in for the Classic 1 to the Classic 2, should people wish to take advantage of that. If you want the trade-in, you will need to contact another U.S. vendor and at least tell them that you purchased it from us and they can verify by emailing us or they can give us a call and we will tell them that yes, Joe Smith did purchase the blind shell from us. So you will get the discount. We do have a couple of cases if you are interested in the classic one case for the blind shell. So we're trying to clear those off the shelf. We have about five or six of them remaining, a few blacks and one red. Yep, one single solitary red one. Those usually go first. So if you want that one, your first come first serve, when they're gone, they're gone. We will not be stocking them again. So we're cleaning out our inventory. They're $25 right now, and you can get yours. So Chris is now the blind show representative for the U.S., but we have another exciting announcement to tell you about, too. We have, in collaboration with Barry Shoyer of Guide Lights and Gadgets, some really cool products coming up for the holiday season. So we're really excited to share those with you. We're not going to say much except that if you liked last podcast about your health and health conscious apps you can use and things you can do, then you'll really like what's coming up in terms of these goodies. So definitely stay tuned. We're really, really excited to be sharing these with you. And we can't announce it without having our friend and colleague, mm -hmm. Barry Scheuer, nope. on the podcast. Nope. He'll be hanging out with us soon and we'll be talking about it all together. And then they'll go up on the site for you guys. So this is going to be a rather short podcast. But we just wanted to talk a little bit about things that you can do to have your kind of work environment a nice, happy place to work. What can you do with that environment? For example, you don't want a desk like mine. <laughs> you definitely don't want a desk like his or an office like yours for that matter. <laughs> well, you might want an office like mine or a desk like mine, but you don't want the desktop like mine because <laughs> there's so much stuff on it right now that needs to be organized. So I guess that is the first thing that you might want to do mm -hmm. is to organize your desk. And this has to do with a work environment, whether you're working at your office or working from home, because many of us still are. Well, fortunately for Chris, he has a very nice mother-in-law, I would know. And she's helped us out a little bit with that. And we wanted to share a little bit about that with you guys for organizing your desktop environment. Perhaps you could move some things over to the little invention that she purchased us. Yes, this is an adjustable lap desk, but it's a little bit more than a lap desk. It's got legs that you can basically untangle from <laughs> the top. So you can flatten this thing out. You can put it behind a couch or put it behind a chair, but we're trying to get rid of the clutter or not. But let's say you needed to fold it up. It's very fold upable, and you can unfold these legs depending on how high you want it. Maybe you want to put it on your lap while you're sitting on the bed. You could do that. Maybe you want to put it in front of your legs while you're sitting on a couch. You can do that too. 
and this little lap desk can hold up to a 17 inch wide laptop. But you can use it for so much more than that. You could put your braille book on it. You could put your braille display on it. You could put your dinner on it. <laughs> and what's nice about it is it's ergonomic. There are a gazillion different ways that you can move this thing around and position it and it'll lock into position with these various pieces that you can change up and they're all attached so you don't have to worry about losing anything. But you can just adjust it to work the way you want it to work. It's metal construction so it's really sturdy in terms of how it's constructed it has a mouse pad that goes on the side that may not interest you so much unless you're low vision but i think there are probably plenty of other ways you could use that sturdy little piece that screws into the side we haven't played with that so much this is by a company called work easy the one my mom bought us they're technically christmas gifts but you know we're going to take them out and play with them because she us. told us to she did tell us to she said take it out and make sure you like it so we did they come in cool colors I'm going to attempt to link to them. If I'm unable to link from Amazon, I'll link from QVC because that's where she purchased from and get you guys a link so that you can check this out. This is the XL version of this laptop stand and it is a really cool thing. So definitely worth checking out if this is a way that you are interested in perhaps maximizing your space. If you are trying to build a home office or revamp your home office in your living room or your kitchen or wherever that may be, this could be a cool way to do it. The other nice thing is it's got a rubber backing where your laptop goes so that your laptop's not going to slide everywhere. That's right. So it's really nice. Yeah, so those are really nice. And then you can get plastic file folders or plastic filing cabinets to put tables and stuff in. If, you, if you, you're unlike me, let's talk a little bit about my desk <laughs> situation here. And she always laughs at me for this. So... I got this nice brand new desk in 2013, the U-shaped desk. He was so excited. I was so excited. And I had a friend come over and help me put it together. Well, it seemed to take a little bit longer than it probably should have. And the majority of the desk never got put together. So there's no drawers. There's no keyboard tray. There's none of that stuff. There is a nice hutch. And the nice hutch is filled with stuff. But there should have been more to the desk. And he said, well, we'll come back and do it next week. And next week turned into the week after and then the month after and then the year after. So basically the desk never fully got put together. So I don't have any built-in storage for the desk. So what I've been doing is getting these little plastic Rubbermaid bins and putting some stuff in there so that you know where your stuff is. There's nothing worse than trying to find a cable and you can't find the cable because you don't know where you put it. You don't have a special place for your stuff. Some of these Rubbermaid containers, they're not just like flip-top lids or lids you can lift up. Some of them have drawers in them. There are some companies that have plastic things that are strictly drawers. Some of them have casters on them. So there's lots of different ways you can play this. And if you do what I do sometimes, you can put a Braille label on the front of some of those. And that can help you to remember what's where. They have little things, so if you're trying to sort paper clips and staples and, you know, rubber bands, things like that, there are little things you can put those in. You can find them all around different stores, Target and TJ Maxx and Dollar Store and any of these little places. Especially, we're just past back-to-school season, but you might still be able to find some of this stuff on clearance. I'm a big fan of those zippy folder things where you can put, like, well, when I was in school, we used to put rulers and protractors and 
stuff like that in them. And they would go into notebooks. (laughs) You know very well what those were. You went to school earlier than I did. Oh, okay. So they're really cool, and they're just handy ways to organize things. But you'll find your own ways to organize and make things work in terms of file folders and some of these storage things. Chris also has some things that I recommended he get for shipping stuff. We have a whole episode back in the archives about his little shipping station, which a lot of you really liked. So I'll try and link to that in the show notes. But they're foldable things. and They have a zipper on the front and they have a zipper on the top. And they're really cool because you can put lots of stuff in them. They come in different sizes and they, they fold up. And they're real sturdy when you unfold them. So he has a lot of inventory stuck in those boxes. So it really depends on what you're doing. You may also, may or may not want, a wireless keyboard. Wireless keyboards are great until the batteries die and you don't have any batteries in them to replace or you can't find your cord to charge the one that might be a chargeable wireless keyboard or whatever. Or your little dongle stops working like mine did after a year and a half and then I'm all upset because I can't use my keyboard anymore. It's practically dead. You know, you can't use it. So you could have a wireless keyboard and you can have this little lap desk thing and you can have wireless earphones if you wanted to and your computer could be somewhere on the other side of the room and you can just have the keyboard and the headphones and even your braille display. You can even control your computer with most braille displays. I don't recommend, however, that you have wireless headphones if you're doing a lot of Zoom calls because Bluetooth can add latency. So you want to be really careful there. Even if you're having Bluetooth 5, you could experience some latency there. We use, or have used, we're not using it currently, but we use Sennheiser headsets. You just changed yours recently for the majority of your daily stuff because your Sennheiser wasn't working really well. But I still really like my Sennheiser in terms of my regular daily headset. It's got an earphone on one ear, the other ear is left free, and the mic swivels. So you can put it wherever you want close to your mouth. My mic swivels, I've got a gaming headset, and usually those don't come with decent microphones, at least the ones that we've seen. Right. And I got lucky because I was reading reviews on this one, and I thought, you know what, I'll try it. And this is a headset that's got cans. It covers your ears, over-the-ear headset. To the point where I can start talking to him from next door in my office, and he has no idea what I'm saying. He has to take one off. Which is good because I should be (laughs) concentrating on the clients and not talking to you. Well, that's true, but sometimes we're talking about work things. Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) But, yes, I have had to, like, flip the one ear off so that I can hear. And that's one of the things that the reviewers were saying is that they were good for keeping out noise because they're gaming headphones. Right. You want to be immersed in the game. For comfort, I would have some kind of wrist rest. Now, I have all kinds of these. You can get them from places like Amazon if you look for, like, computer wrist rest. I have a really cool one. It's like a Monet painting, and it's got, like, a rubber backing on it, and it's really soft, and it kind of goes in front of your keyboard. I wouldn't be without it. I love it. But I also have one that's made out of muslin, and you can put it in the freezer or the microwave. So you can cool it off or warm it up, and it's really good. It really helped me a lot with my carpal tunnel. So you've got options for things you can do for those. I'll throw a few links in the show notes for you to help you out with some of that. So if you want something to go in front of your keyboard, then you can do that. So if you're using this ergonomic desk and a wrist rest, that can be really helpful if you have some problems with your wrists or your typing position, something like that. 
So that's an option for you. You might want a camera and you also might want to have that camera in a way where you know it's not going to move too much on you. Once you figure out how that camera is aimed, because face it, in today's age, we connect using Zoom or any video chats yeah. and people want to see you. The other thing you want to keep in mind with cameras is you want to make sure that your behind you is not... A mess? A mess, <laughs> yes. So like behind me, it would be a mess. So I would have to get a green screen or something in order to shield that. Or something to work as a green screen. Right. Essentially. Right. Now, for those who don't know what we're talking about, please explain the green screen. A green screen is a green screen, and you can have backdrops so that people can think you're sitting out on the beach or you've got different things in your background, and it's not where you currently are, but it looks like you are. They use that a lot in movies. So how would you rig up your own home green screen? You'd go buy one, or you could get it, uh, maybe a sheet or something and put the sheet behind you if it's a white sheet. Sure. You know, that, that kind of thing. Yeah, you've just, got options. You right. just don't want people to be able to see behind you. Because for one thing, what I discovered when I began using visual interpreter services was that those cameras see a lot more than you want them to. Yes, they do. <laughs> so you've got to be careful. So a camera. You could clip that camera, perhaps, depending on your camera, to your monitor or to the top of your monitor if you're using a laptop. That's certainly a possibility. If you have a laptop, you may have a camera built into your computer already and probably do, depending on how old or new your computer is. But if you don't, like I'm running on a desktop, so I needed to get a camera in the not too distant past. Mm -hmm. But you could also get, if you don't want to monitor or have a monitor or the monitor isn't in a place that's inconspicuous for a camera, not even inconspicuous, but just out of the way, you can get an arm that clamps to your desk and you can put the camera on the arm. It's kind of like a microphone stand. They have stands like that for microphones as well. Mm -hmm. So that you can clamp the microphone to your desk so that you're not holding the microphone, but the microphone's floating in front of your face. And that way you don't pick up mic noise. But if you're using a headset like we're suggesting for some setups, then you don't have to worry about that because your mic will just go where you put it. You may want to get a USB hub to attach to your computer depending on how much stuff you have to plug up, like your braille display or whatever else you have. Maybe your camera needs to be plugged into a USB port as well. That's a possibility. You may also want a really good surge protector to plug all this stuff into. I love Belkin. There are a lot of other great brands out there as well that you can check out. If you've got a desktop and you care, you might want to get a UPS. So Kim, do you know what a UPS is? I'm sure you've told me, but tell me again. You have one. I know I do. <laughs> it's under my desk. It's basically a surge protector with a battery in it, and some outlets are battery-powered and some are not. So if you have a desktop and you lose power, your desktop will just go poof instead of gracefully shutting down. Or if you have a generator, you want to keep it running long enough for the generator to kick in, and then the, and the generator would you know, power your computer. The problem with a desktop is once you lose power, it's gone. With the UPS, it will power your computer for, depending on how good your UPS is, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever. Enough for, if you're home, to be able to shut your computer off gracefully. 
If you're not home, some of them can actually shut your computer down for you. So if you were to go away, you want to make sure that your documents and stuff are saved in case you lose power. If you lose power, the UPS will shut your computer down gracefully instead of shutting it down just by unplugging it or cutting the power. If you have a laptop and your laptop has a battery built in, obviously the battery is doing the function of the UPS. So if you unplugged your laptop or you lost power, your laptop battery is immediately going to kick in. What does UPS stand for? Uninterruptible power supply. Well, there you go. So those are some of the primary things you may want to keep in mind for a home setup. We probably should have had this discussion early last year instead of now. But with people going back to school and starting new ventures, perhaps this is a good time to bring this topic back up to mention it to see what may be useful for you. The other thing we did want to mention was an experience before we go, and that was with Shipped, the Shipped Delivery Service that goes to Target and delivers your groceries. I've been using them for two and a half years now, I think. I love Shipped. And we had our first problem with Shipped, and it wasn't the shopper, it was just an honest mistake. Yeah, she was probably one of the best shoppers we've ever had, actually, so it's kind of ironic. And we've had her before. Mm -hmm. And I think she was sending us photos the last time, and I told her, I said, well, we can't see the photos. She must have put a note down or remembered or something because when there was something that was out of stock, she was describing it instead of, oh, I'm just going to send you a photo. So that was really cool. That was cool. But anyway, that's not the reason. So we get the delivery and she leaves and I bring the delivery into the house and we're missing a couple of items. They just weren't there. I was able to text her, which was really, really nice because Shipped sends via text messages. They don't do notifications. But anyway, I think they're disposable numbers. But the fact that she had a disposable number 25 minutes, 30 minutes after I was done with her was really cool. So I was able to text her and ask her if there were more than one bag because I couldn't find the other bag and I was missing a couple of items. And She apologized profusely, and she had said that there was a huge order, and my order, and she guesses that they mixed up my stuff. So somebody's got kettle corn and Mm -hmm. water. But anyway, when she told me that, I said, you know, no problem. Don't worry about it. Things happen. Things do happen. You know, things get mixed up when you're dealing with this kind of stuff. She told me to call customer service, so I called customer service. And I explained the situation to him. And he says, oh, you sound like you're very understanding. Because I'm sure they get a lot of irate people that call them and say, blah, 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 blah. This and that and the other thing. So I said, yeah, I understand. Things happen, whatever. I said, we gave her five five out of five stars. He goes, I can see that because he's looking at the order. And I told him, I said, we're missing these two things. He said, okay. And he gave me credit for those two things. And you can do all this directly from the dashboard of your shipped app. So you go into the orders tab, if you're doing it on the phone, for instance, and you go into your order and you can do all that from there. You can view the receipt, you can rate your shopper, you can rate your order experience at Target or wherever you're ordering from, from Shipped, and you can contact customer support. You can go into help and you can get there. So it's just a really nice, seamless experience. 
we got really cool on hold music. It did take a little while. It was probably 20 minutes or something while we were doing other things. It worked out great and we got the credit and it was just a very smooth experience. So because this is the first time that's happened to us, we want to share it with you guys. So if you run into anything similar, you can deal with that easily. As somebody who's worked support in that kind of capacity, I've learned that you want to be nice to these people, no yes. matter how irate and frustrated you are because it does happen and yelling at the customer service representative <laughs> isn't going to get you anywhere no. and the reason i say that back in my earlier days when i was working technical support for window eyes i had this guy call it was about nine thirty in the morning and he called, and he's so irate, and he's yelling for like five minutes. I just let him have his thing, and I said, hold on. So first of all, I don't know who you are. I don't know where you come from. I don't know what's going on because you haven't told me anything. I said, so calm down, and let's figure it out. Two minutes later, we figured out the issue, and he was happily on his way. So if he would have been calmer, he would have been off the phone five minutes earlier. So it's just something to keep in mind. That person that answers that phone doesn't know you from anybody. So that's just something to keep in mind. Yeah, it's good to call in and when you have the opportunity, give people the benefit of the doubt. I'm not saying don't give people low ratings. I just did it today with a different experience. But in general, you go in and you realize that these are just people who are trying to do their jobs and trying to assist you. If you go into it with an attitude, it's going to be more difficult for them to assist you. And you're not going to give them the information they need because you're going to go in there frustrated and upset. Do we want to tell the listeners about your experience today? Sure. We got a DoorDash order this morning from a restaurant. And it was raining like crazy outside. And it was in the 50s. Our dasher was late to go pick up the food. It said, your dasher is still on the way to the restaurant. It's the first time I've ever gotten a notification like that from DoorDash. Usually you get one that says your dasher is waiting for your food. Well, this time our dasher was waiting. Then when our dasher actually finally got here. We have a note in DoorDash, Grubhub, Postmates, all these things that we use that says... You know, it's a no-contact delivery because of COVID. And we say, please leave it on the table. Because there is a nice round table sitting yeah, outside. Yeah, like a bistro set outside on the porch. What he did was, and I've seen this happen once or twice. And I understand why they do it. But I also understand that it's a little dangerous, especially for people with visual impairments. He put the order at the top of the stairs. He did. Now, the reason this guy got a bad rating from us is because not only did he put the order at the top of the stairs, he put the order at the top of the stairs in the rain. Now, this is a little bit of a problem. <laughs> yeah, because you can slip. I mean, that, that... You can slip. The awning... How far does the awning go out? It doesn't. That's what I thought. So, you've got the awning out there. If you step any little bit out, you're done. <laughs> Yeah, so, you, you've, you've just fallen off the stairs. Yeah, you can either knock off your food or you can hurt yourself trying to go get your food. And these are steep stairs that go down from the top of the porch. Mm -hmm. So that was a problem. So between the fact that he was just seemed not to be interested. Now, I don't know this guy's story. I go back to what I was saying about trying to give people the benefit of the doubt. But it really frustrated me because not only did he not follow instructions, but he did it in 
a more dangerous situation when there was inclement weather outside. Mm-hmm. So I gave this guy three stars, which is something I don't do. I rarely give people a three-star rating for anything, and I explained why I did it. Yeah, I mean, it, it does happen, and, and I've had that happen where it's at the top of the stairs. And I think it was over the summer. It was like August or early September because you were here, and there were like milkshakes. Oh, yeah, that was fun. Could you imagine just kicking your milkshake off the top of the stairs? Yeah, that would have been fun. And you would have no more milkshake. Mm-mm. I mean, it's But at petty. least then it was right. warm. Right. But it's a little, it's a little petty, but... It's a dangerous situation, especially when you tell someone to put it on a table that's like three feet from where they were. Yeah. It was like two more steps for this guy to take to put it there. So he's probably unhappy with us. On that cheerful note, (laughs) I think we will bring this podcast to a close. We hope you guys will be happy with us and that you enjoyed this week's episode. Thank you very much and have a wonderful week. Bye. Bye. The preceding podcast is a presentation of Mystic Access, where the magic is in learning. If you are blind or visually impaired and desire to discover how our comprehensive products and services may support and empower your assistive technology journey, we welcome your visit at www.mysticaccess.com. Have a question or wish to place an order via phone? Call us at 716-543-3323. If you have something to share about this podcast episode, press 4 to reach our Mystic Access podcast comment line. Email us at info at mysticaccess.com. Connect with us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mysticaccess and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mysticaccessempower. Would you like to spread the word about our podcasts? Your friends and colleagues may listen and subscribe at www.mysticaccesspodcast.com. If you enjoy our episodes, consider leaving us an iTunes rating and review. Your comments are greatly appreciated. Thanks for spreading the word, and thanks for being a listener. We hope you enjoyed this episode.